They're Swayze adjacent. He couldn't be in everything. They're Swayze adjacent. So we'll talk about him. They're Swayze adjacent. He couldn't be in everything. They're Swayze adjacent. So we'll talk about him. Josh, 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 Josh. Oh! Point Break Month continues! More Point Break. More Point Break here at Crazy for Swayze. I'm your host, Vince Troya. That's Josh, just as always. And we're watching another Point Break. Josh, how you feeling? Uh, good. Ready for more Point Break. I'm yeah. ready to be Point Broken. I'm, uh, I'm kind of excited because I haven't seen this one in a little bit. When was the last time you saw this bad boy? Never. Never? Never. Everyone, today we are watching the fucking wonderful, wonderful, critically acclaimed Mission Impossible from 1996, directed by Brian De Palma. Do you know who Brian De Palma is? Yes. What did Brian De Palma do? Brian De Palma did. I don't know. Um, I'm thinking of Bonfire of the Vanities. He did do Bonfire of the Vanities in 90. He also did Carrie in 76, Scarface in 30, or 83, The Untouchables in 87, and Phantom of the Paradise in 74. Based on what I know about Bonfire of the Vanities, he is kind of a madman. Yeah? Yeah, it seems like it. But I mean, you know, so aren't all directors. I mean, like, a bunch of his movies are very very like beloved and then are mm -hmm. timeless you know like i love his version of carrie mm -hmm. and uh you know i th i think that th we're in for a treat if this if this stands to the caliber of the rest of his films you know yes like and i uh i even like phantom of the paradise because that was his like campy one that was kind of like uh rocky horror Did you yeah. see that one no but people speak highly of it oh dude it's great it's great. Um, but yeah, so this one, Mission Impossible, it came out in May of 96. It's 110 minutes long, and it came out through Paramount and Cruise Wagner Productions. So Mr. Cruise, Mr. Tom Cruise, the, stip the, st the Stippy Star, the Stippy Star, is that a thing? Mm -hmm. Okay, the Stippy Star, this, this film, Tom Cruise. Yep. Wow. Tom oh. Cruise, that's him. Our boy, Tom Cruise. Um, yeah. Everyone know who Tom Cruise is. You must legally know. He's got the the center tooth. If only to keep yourself safe from him. He's going to be acting alongside a few other Swayze adjacents, right? Mm. So this one is proper Swayze adjacent. We're going to be seeing him with Emmanuel Barrett, who is also in Overnight, Christian Scott Thomas, and Emilio Estevez. Nice. Yeah, Kristen Scott Thomas was in uh, fucking Keeping Mum, and Emilio, obviously, The Outsiders as well. Mm. But we're also going to be seeing Bing Rames, Jean Renault, Henry Kesnick, and John Voigt. Hmm. Cool. Ang Angelina Jolie's dad. Oh, cool. He, uh, he, he was in fucking Transformers and Heat. Cool. John Voigt. John Voigt. He also sold George Costanza a car. Cool. Do you believe that? I do believe that. I mean, like, in real life, I would believe that, but I would also believe if he did that on Seinfeld. Yeah. Well, he did it on Seinfeld. <laughs> so, that's 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 what that is. So, dude, this was a, a movie based on a TV show from the 60s, right? And 
none of the characters in Mission Impossible from the 60s is named Ethan Hunt. So Tom Cruise is playing a completely original character for this. He invented Ethan Hunt. I don't know if he invented Ethan Hunt. He's deep undercover as Ethan Hunt. It's not like he was supposed to be the main character or anything like that. Stephen Hill... The uh, the lead actor in the TV show played Brian, or excuse me, Dan Briggs. So hmm. maybe maybe uh, Sergeant Briggs knows something about him. Maybe. Um. But yeah. So this is kind of just loosely based on it, doing spy bullshit and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. How Point Break is it? I don't know. That's that's the thing, right? He's definitely wearing a mask. I saw that. I know that being spies, he will be wearing a mask and. Knowing Tom Cruise, he's going to be running, so there's going to have some athletics. There's going to be some kind of wicked, wicked things because I know that this is the one that has the obvious, like the and like fuck it, that's James Bond, but like the the he falls the, from the ceiling. Yes, yes, yes. With uh, he is yeah, and then he almost hits the floor, but he's like no. Yeah, and he, he can't crunches sweat. his butt muscles or whatever. Yeah, he can't sweat. Oh yeah, I know that. But yeah, I haven't seen this since I was very young. Looks like there's a train in it. Oh yeah, at least one train. I would assume. I would assume. Then that in his in his rider or whatever it is. One running scene. One running scene. Well, uh, yeah, I found a copy of this on Blu-ray because I tried to buy it on DVD, but it was the only copy of the original one at the used movie store. So I had to buy all six. Just makes sense to me. By the time Blu-rays came out, they already had like six Mission Impossible movies. Why would they? Yeah. I don't know, by the time DVDs came out, there was already three. Yeah, I think there was three. Yeah. So, I mean... Because this one was 97. No, or, excuse Tom, me, 96. So, yeah. I don't, I don't trust Tom Cruise, I'll tell you that. The first Blu-ray I ever watched was in, like, 2000 or 2001. Really? Yeah. Hmm. No, no, I take that back. I can tell you the first Blu-ray I ever watched... Not that Blu-ray, excuse me, DVD... Different medium. Different medium. DVD was Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and that was in 2001. Wow. Yeah. I couldn't tell you what the first DVD I watched was. Oh. Probably Shrek. Shrek's a good one. <laughs> I like Shrek. We're making waffles. Yeah. Get out of my swamp, etc. Um. Yeah, so this one's great. We got it on Blu-ray. I'm excited to watch it. Um, Ultra high def. I mean, the, the Blu-ray definitely let us know that Paramount made this movie. Yeah, we watched some of the trailers. It looks like lots of fun. The TV spots, not the trailers. Oh, excuse me. Those are different because TV spots are like 30 seconds long. A trailer's like a minute and a half long. Yeah, yeah. Now, I did want to mention since uh, since this is going to be probably our first episode since, Patrick Swayze's birthday was on the 18th of this month. Wow. So I wanted to uh, have a drink with Josh. So we brought some, some Twisted Teas. So this episode is uh, brought to you by Twisted Teas. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Patrick Swayze would love a Twisted Tea. Do you think Patrick Swayze would drink him? Why wouldn't he? I don't know. It gets you drunk fast. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. Well, let's watch this. Yes. Okay. Was that a point break, Josh? Mm, 
I'm not, I'm still really not sure. Like, I'm not really sure what was happening. Was he just trying to clear his own name, or was he undercover? I think he was trying to clear his own name because in the very in the very first mission, right, that they're on, they uh, impossible. Yeah, it's it's just very much impossible. Um, the the it's revealed that they're trying to feel out a rat, and since he was the only one to survive, then unfortunately everyone thinks he's the rat. But you know, since two other people survived, we immediately assume that they're the rats. A hundred percent, and they are. Uh huh. But he's not. Correct. Okay. He he just got lucky. That's all it was. I just feel like he shouldn't have had to solve his own mission. His team's murder? Was that the mission that was impossible? Was who murdered my team? I thought the mission that was impossible was the room that he had to break into. Oh, with the sweat and the, all the sensors and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Dude, that scene was nuts. Suspense. And you know he was suspended. Yeah. For the suspense. That was double suspension. Yeah, do you think that's the joke they were going for? Did you suspend your disbelief as well? Yes. Triple suspense. Wow. <laughs> Dude, I, I, okay, so I know that that scene in particular when he drops, right, is in everything. Like, I remember it being in the beginning of, like, MJR reels, the more fun and MJR, and then the clapping, you know? Yeah. It's th- in that. I thought he was supposed to fall like that. Yeah, no, he, I mean, He's like. He's not. No. That guy sneezed. Yes. Or was he mad at the rat and then he killed it? He's a little bit of both. The Frenchman. Yeah. Yeah. Jean Rene. What was his name in this? Oh, Jean Reno. Um, <laughs> Jean Krieger. Reno. Yeah. Okay. He's ethically ambiguous, but to me, he's a Frenchman. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it, he, yeah. <laughs> so, why do we think that Luther's name was Cypher? It was Cypher? What did you think it was? Crypto. Crypto. <laughs> That's what it was. What did no. I write down, though? I wrote down something else. Uh, oh, I wrote down Cypher. <laughs> How about uh, that? Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was It was really weird because they introduced him as Luther, but then they called him Crypto. <laughs> did they? I think they called him Crypto, or he understood Crypto. But it currency. wasn't... It wasn't the currency because it was that didn't exist then. They hadn't invented uh, Wi-Fi yet either. Yeah. Amazing. How were they getting on the internet? I don't think they were on the internet. Dude, I think I, they were on the intranet. Like, you know, he he was locked into the... Emilio was locked into the uh, the elevator internet. Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like, he was hardwired he in. plugged in. <laughs> yeah. We clamped on. All right, so... There were some really sick murders, right? Because there was a bunch of double crossing right at the beginning, right? Emilio dies by getting impaled in the face. By an elevator catcher? Yeah, like an elevator break or something like that. Seems like he could have just gotten out of the way of the break. That's what I'm thinking as well. But yeah, he was on the top of an elevator and it just went full speed all the way up and it got caught in his face. And then Claire got st- no, not Claire. Sarah got stabbed. Mm. Somebody exploded in a car. Was that, that just was, Claire? That was Hannah. Hannah. Hannah got exploded Her in the car. Her skill was looking. Yeah. Yeah. And Claire was supposed to be in the car as well, but she was not. 
Mm. Right? Mm. She was uh, blown clear by the blast. She was blown clear from the blast. Yeah. So there's just a bunch of dying immediately. And then. Uh, John Voight got stabbed in the guts and. I thought he shot. got shot. He got shot in the guts and, yeah, then, and then pushed over the bridge or he just jumped over the bridge. The, uh, ambiguous. We don't know. No one knows what actually happened. At least happened. until the end. There was. There were so many fun little spy things they did as well. Right? So once the team's gone, he, Ethan has to go and uh, assemble a rogue squadron, you know, like his mm-hmm. little team of, of under undercover guys? Under... Under-er cover? Under-er cover. Yeah, so that's when he pulls in Beasts. Luther and Krieger, and uh, he teams up with Claire then, and they all just go and do a little Mission Impossible. That's when they do this the cool air duct scene, and that fucking train thing? I didn't realize that was a team effort until like we started actually going through it, and then it was clearly a team effort. Yeah, the train thing was pretty cool. The train thing was nuts. Like, how do you think they filmed that? I don't know. You think they were that? I should have done my research. I don't know how they filmed that. Because, uh, I mean, I don't know. It looks like they were definitely in an air tunnel at the very least. Well, I mean, it was. Tom Cruise has been very open with. He, he really wants real, uh, real effects and stuff like That's that. That's his new shit, though. I didn't know he's been on this shit since 1996. Yeah? I just didn't know. I don't know. Maybe. I thought that that was like his idea for how to reinvigorate movies. It's got to be real, everybody. Everyone's counting on us! While filming the famous scene where Tom Cruise drops from the ceiling and hovers inches above the ground, Cruise's head kept hitting the floor until he got the idea to put coins in his shoes for balance. What a fucking nerd. He shouldn't have had to come up with that. The trick with the disappearing, reappearing CD that Ethan Hunt does to fool Franz Krieger is not a camera trick or any other visual effect. Oh, he was actually doing it. Genuine sleight of hand What a fucking nerd. This guy knows close-up magic. What a fucking nerd. (laughs) I thought for sure that it was movie magic. Jesus. (laughs) The last motion picture from a major studio to be released for home video on Betamax video cassette format. That's why you can't find DVDs. Your Betamax don't work. Yeah, maybe that was why, dude. The scene in which the water tank explodes and Ethan Hunt escapes from the Akavarium restaurant, there is a shot of two different locations. Dude, that scene was crazy because... Mm-hmm. That was the first time we actually got to see his little bomb gum in action. Gum, gum. I liked, I liked that little gadget, right? Like when I think of like the older spy shows and like get smart and stuff like that, like talking into a shoe and having things like, oh, this gum is actually a bomb, you know? And he squished it together and then he got the fuck out of there, and it was cool. I feel like if you make gum into a bomb, Mm -hmm. like. That's a Chekhov's gun that you're never going to pay off. Why do you say that? Because nobody ate it. Emilio told him, make sure you don't eat it. Yeah, he was told not to. It would be irresponsible if he were to eat it. I'm just saying someone should have eaten it. (laughs) It's not fair. You can't plant something like that and not pay it off. Dude, there's seven movies now? Maybe it's in another one. That's fair. Maybe Maybe. the exploding gum comes back. I, I could believe that. I mean, like... 
if you had a gadget that worked as well as that, wouldn't you like bring it back? I don't know. I I guess I don't understand how it sticks to stuff. It's gum. No, no, no. It's dry gum. (laughs) Gum doesn't become sticky until you put it in your mouth. I think it's just in the shape and package of gum. I understand. Just like he, you know, every time that he used it, he kind of like folded it together and threw it at something and it stuck to it. Yeah. How did he get it to stick? Maybe that's what, what, like, that's what makes it so explosive. Like one side. Oh, this, they're put together already. Like what? Why do they have to mix them? Mm-hmm. They're already one item. I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm familiar. I oh, saw that. Oh, shit. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh. Call up Tom Cruise. Tell him that explosive gum don't work. <laughs> it's got to be two separate sticks. You can't put them together. That'd be insane. The climactic train sequence took six weeks to film at the 007 stage at Pinewood Studios. So, what does that mean? Uh, it's props. Props. They're props. So it's a tiny little train? I bet there was a train and some green screens and then like them jumping onto a, a, a fucking helicopter on a... On a crane or something like that. The stuff that happens inside the uh, inside the tunnel, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. It's, that's where it's like you have to have this suspended your disbelief by that point. Because, I stopped. I stopped yeah. suspending my disbelief once they went in the tunnel. Outside the tunnel, I was like, this might actually be real. Yeah. <laughs> like, maybe yeah. they were just on a stationary train with a green, a green screen and, like, a, a big-ass fan. Yeah. But I believed it. Yeah. Cause how else do you fly backward like that? I've got that no was idea. that was that looked that was real. Yeah. So they must have been on a moving train, right? <laughs> yes. I don't know, man. It. I thought it looked great. Yep, it looked pretty I cool. The, the shit in- inside the tunnel looked terrible, though. The entire. I. I don't know. I thought that looked well enough. I think I don't know. It can't be Die Hard three, man. <laughs> Not everything will be Die Hard three. This came out only a few years after Die Hard three. Yeah, I I don't know. I I can understand why they made more. Yeah, they're like ah, another impossible impossible mission. Show us more. Yeah, I'd love to see more impossible missions. I know Timothy Oliphant is in one. I like him. I know that Simon Pegg is in one or two. He's part of the team that is impossible. I think that there is one that has Henry Cavill. Wow. Cause with that with his mustache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And this is the one that he like got not necessarily called out, but it was pointed out that he when he punches people, he reloads his arms. Henry Cavill does? Yeah. So watch him, watch him fight in things, and you'll notice that when he's been fighting and he's gonna go go get back in there, he whips his arms out and reloads his arms and then starts punching again. It's so such a weird thing to watch. You gotta reload your arm meat. It, don't you reload your arm meat? Yeah, every time I fight. That's <laughs> why so they call fisty cuffs. Because it's you grab the cuffs and you go. You gotta lock them and lock them, baby. Dude, uh, yeah, this was lots of fun. Uh, I don't know if it was lots of fun. I mean, like, the, it, te- it looked like fun, I guess. It looked I, like Tom Cruise was having fun. Yeah, no, I. that's what I mean. I'm sorry. He was having a good... He was having the best time. And 
I loved that they had him just chewing gum and like wearing those stupid fucking masks the entire time. Right? Uh, there was two masks, right? There's the one at the beginning and then the one where he was Colonel Sanders. Oh, was Colonel Sanders? I thought it was like kind of like Joe Biden. <laughs> I don't know. He was like a senator or something like that too. He, big Joe Biden vibes. Yeah, big big Joe Biden energy off that guy. And he wore that John Voight face at the end. Oh, the John Voight face. Yeah, that looked That horrible. was actually John Voight, though, wasn't No, it, it? wasn't. Oh, it was God. totally a mask because <laughs> it looked bad. It was very Uncanny Valley, dude. I didn't notice because yeah. John Voight already looks kind of fucking weird. <laughs> John Voight looks so weird in this movie. I think it's because he looks young because I'm used to seeing him like as an old man. Right, because mm-hmm. like the thing that I think I've watched him the most in was the National Treasure movies. Okay, and who's he? He is fucking Nick Cage's dad. Hell yeah, dude! <laughs> the original National Treasure. Yeah, he is the National Treasure. But yeah, he's an old man in that movie, and seeing him in this be kind of a young man, or like you know, I don't know. His wife was too young for him, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you there. Wife was way too young. I like how the movie kind of treats her like she's the ultimate bad guy. <laughs> like she was the one that Tom Cruise was trying to sort out if she was the mole or not. He knew John Voight was the mole. Did he they? was trying to sort out if she was. Did Ethan and Claire have sex? I don't think so. Did they? Because it kind of like in like she was kissing his hand. Ah, uh, yes, in like a in a sensual way. Yeah. Like, with her mouth open. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, it and, and then it faded to black. Yeah. Is that, like, the implication of sex? Yeah, she's going to kiss his, his dick knuckle. No dick knuckles. <laughs> dude, uh, I don't know. That's for the thing that kind of wondered, made me wonder, because later on in the film... Uh, I thought at that point it was clear that she was the bad guy. Well, no, yeah, that... I think that that was that was starting to become clear to me that yeah she might be kind of fucked up. I knew from the moment that she walked in the door alive that she yeah. was the bad guy. I told you, like she oh. survived, therefore she's the mole. If Tom Cruise isn't the mole, which I thought he might have been, honestly, <laughs> like I wasn't certain what was fucking happening. Was his boss a bad guy? Who was the bad guy in this movie? Who was his boss? A fucking guy who I was like, what's his name? And he told me what his name was, and I immediately forgot it. Oh, he was like the senator, or like the guy that was chasing him. He was he was the Tommy Lee Jones in this. Uh, what was it? That was his boss, you know, over at the spy agency. He was like, ah, well, we had to fire all your coworkers by killing them, and that means you're the mole, Kitteridge. I just think was he bad because at the end of the movie he faced no repercussions. He got the bad guys. Yeah. Who were the bad guys, though? Max. Max? Paramount is, they put out their hit on Max years ago. They're like, <laughs> this streaming service is shit. I like how... It's an old British lady. <laughs> it's Max and Max's companion. It's good that she's got a companion. Drunken oh. male IMF agent. Do you think it counts as uh, feminism when uh, the bad guy who you thought was going to be a guy is revealed to be a woman? I th- I, Max, that's a man's name. I don't know. I don't know. That's weird. <laughs> stupid. It's so stupid. <laughs> like, it, it, it's a man and a woman's name and a they's name. It's, it's everybody's name. Max. It's the name of the dog on the Grinch. It's it's the the name that HBO gave its streaming service. It's, it's the name that Time Warner Discovery gave its streaming service. 
It's the name HBO of HBO was eaten and co-opted by Time Warner, and then Discovery was like, "We were calling our thing Discovery Max. We're yeah. just gonna call this thing Max." Oh, that's what happened. It was the name of the wearer of the hat that that you know. Well, they were like, "Okay, so we got we got Discovery Max, yeah, and we got HBO Max, yeah. Let's just cut out. We'll stick with the common denominator." I guess that makes sense. Maxwell. Maxine. HBO Maxwell. HBO Maxwell Discovery. HBO Maxwell House. See, now now we're talking. They should have they should have workshopped it a little more, don't you think? HBO Discovery. Why didn't they just come up with a better name? There's nothing better than HBO. HB uh It's called the home box office for a reason. It could be the HDC. They could have combined the two, the Home Discovery Channel. Sure, but I think it, nothing's better than HBO. HBO's got that name recognition. They got the Sopranos. They got the Wire. That's a good point. They got Six Feet Under over there. That's a good point. Got Game of Thrones. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, I I thought that once once the action started, it, it kind of just kept running, right? There weren't very many lulls. Right, like the whole second act is just suspense, and the third act is like all action. Yeah, yeah. Like that that's kind of how it feels. Yeah, that train scene went on for a very long time. <laughs> John Voight's old ass <laughs> climbing all over that train. Dude, to be completely honest, that fucking scene in the, the vault, mm-hmm. that took a lot of time too. Too long. Yeah. Too long. Too long. Like, couldn't it have started like... I don't know, like, after the guy got back from the bathroom the first time? I'm not sure. Was there a a time limit they were working with in that as well? Do you know? No, just, you know, how much the diarrhea drugs or the puking drugs, how long they work. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if there was, like, a a 90-second time frame or anything like that, you know? Didn't seem like it. Tom Cruise hacked the shit out of that computer. He did, and he downloaded it to a disc, and he had a... A dummy disc to switch things out. Like, Tom Cruise was on top of it. It was kind of unfair. It was almost as if he had done it before. (laughs) (laughs) Like, he had broken into the CIA and stole top secret documents regarding, like, everyone's secret identities. Right. I don't know. I'm I'm still not even certain why the bad guy did it. Why why did John Voight do all that stuff? Got no idea. Wouldn't you think he'd have access to it to begin with? Well, I think what he was saying is that he wanted to, like, live a free life and not have to be undercover. Mm. But couldn't you just not be undercover? Like, why do you have to expose all your coworkers who still want to be undercover? I don't know. In fucking Men in Black, K just got his memory erased and he went to the post office and worked there. Of course he did. What else would he do? I don't know. There's a lot of aliens working at that post office. Yeah, he had to be there to be be their bud. I remember. Yeah. Give that big man some flowers. I just feel like he could have just retired, you know? Yeah. <laughs> he didn't have to expose everyone <laughs> and fake his own death. Maybe he just wanted to fake his own death. Did he get money for it? Was there was there like a financial gain? Do you think? I I don't remember them no, mentioning I don't think it. So maybe he was just trying to get away from his wife. God, Take my wife, even hun. He wanted to get away from his wife. 
I don't know. I don't think he wanted to get away from his wife. I thought Mission Impossible was just like a series of missions that they went on, though, uh, you know, trying to stop bad guys. I didn't realize that it was going to start with a mission and then him getting burned. That was that was pretty intense. Yeah? I was like, oh, this is not what I was expecting. I wasn't expecting a movie about him having to go rogue to prove his own innocence. Like, it's the fucking born identity or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, that was a nice, I guess, change of pace. But, like, are they going to do that in every movie? Or are they just going to be like, oh, I'm part of the Impossible Mission Task Force. I just do the, this in every movie. I don't know. That's, I'm kind of wondering about that as well. Because I know that there's one where someone has a has a virus they're trying. They're threatening to get a virus uh-huh, out, right? Uh huh. Uh huh. You're speaking my language. Yeah, I'm not sure which one. They get a blender. <laughs> put the virus in the blender with the protein shake. Um, and but go to pour it down somebody's throat. Yeah, I, I know that there's oh, there's one that involves a virus, right? I think it might be the third one, and that made me think of this fucking John Claude Van Damme movie about him on a train where there's a virus. It's it's it's, it's bad. Train virus. Yeah, it's a train virus movie. Like, what's up with train viruses? Why is that like a hot thing? I don't, I don't think it is. Isn't Osmosis Jones for some reason is coming to mind? <laughs> it's a train virus. Ah, <laughs> uh, dude. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I'm excited to watch the rest of them. I felt like <laughs> this one was good, but like, it, it kind of lacked a little substance, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd much rather watch one about a rogue AI taking over the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as Tom Cruise jumps that motorcycle off a mountain, I'll be happy. I agree. I would love to see that. What more I, do you need? I, he did a bunch of like actually really tasking things in this. Like he was flying around that train a bunch, <laughs> and he was running like like all get out. You know that's his favorite. I know he. I I know that that's actually in his contract that he has to run in each movie and stuff like that. Just to show you how good he is at, at it. Yeah, but I do think that it was kind of extreme, right? Oh, it was so extreme. There's right, no doubt, right? Like these things that he was doing, like it wasn't as like crazy as Point Break, just being like we're gonna go surfing and then skydiving and surfing and skydiving and just having this focus. Like he was doing things uh, out of necessity. You know, right. the train stuff was fucking wild. Yeah, like that like, shit was real, especially. Like it definitely was kind of giving me that same kind of feeling of Keanu jumping without the parachute. But even that scene where he's suspended in the in the secret room, mm-hmm. uh, I mean that that's a gen- adrenaline junkie shit. Oh yeah, like there's no reason that he had to be hanging there above that guy. He could have been up in the fucking vent. Oh yeah. <laughs> Dude, I don't know anything about that. I, I completely forgot that happened. That it was, it was like watching it. I was like, "Whoa, what?" That that he never even noticed, never even noticed that he that Ethan was hanging from the ceiling, and he had cords coming out of him and everything like that. Yeah, he sure did. He had cords and wires and all sorts of shit. Sweat. Fucking <laughs> no. Don't uh, sweat, Tom. You're heating up the room. Wait. With the with the jumping around, with not knowing who the bad guy was, <laughs> I kind of felt like that was Point Break reminiscent as well. Okay, yeah, because he's chasing after one person when it's truly another person. Yeah. And he wasn't chasing anyone. He's <laughs> just a fucking weirdo. Yeah. 
he wasn't necessarily tra- chasing anyone, but yeah, he was trying to figure out who burned his team. So, and like, you know, he was deep undercover because he was trying to, yeah, that is exactly what I said. He was trying to get the knockless so that he could give it to Max so that he could entrap her, I guess. Yeah, I guess. And that's why when his boss came in to arrest her at the end, she was like, ah, well, this is entrapment, blah, blah, blah. I'm sure we can work it out outside of court. She'll be back. She won't be? I don't think so. Well, what a lie. I don't think so. Well, maybe she learned her lesson. She'll never crime again. I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll what did she want see. with the knock list? What did she, who, why did she want to know who all the undercovers were? I, I, dude, knowing who everybody is is just like the, the biggest piece of fucking play around. She's just going to sell it? Yeah, you can sell that information to anyone. <laughs> Osama bin Laden? Yeah. Yeah, potentially. She better not. Potentially. Why? Why not? Why wouldn't you sell it to Osama bin Laden if he had the money? Because he's gonna, because he's gonna partner with George W. Bush and do nine eleven. Yeah. Not even Marky Mark could stop him. Yeah. Yeah. How did you feel about this film, Josh? You want to put a number on it? I gave it two and a half stars. Why did it make me sleepy? Yeah, dude. No, I kind of feel that. Was there any other reason? Did you figure out why it made you sleepy? The sequences went on too long. I figured it out while we were talking here. Yeah? I feel like there should have been more heists. Yeah. I I think we could have used a little bit more character development. Because there was like only two heists and then the third mission on the train. Yeah. You know? And the first heist wasn't even a heist. They were like dropping information. Yeah. Or a first heist. <laughs> There, there were seeding disinformation. Disinformation. Um, but yeah. It made I, me sleepy. I didn't particularly care for any of the characters. The original that. team was pretty thinly sketched. You know what I did like, though? I did like that both of the tech guys were cast against type. Yeah? Like, Emilio does not strike me as the tech guy. Ving Rames does not strike me as the tech guy. That's a great point. But I like that he was crypto. <laughs> Even though he wasn't, it turns out. <laughs> I don't know why we got that. He's Crypto the Wonder Dog. Ah, uh, and you? See, I gave it three out of five. Why? I I, I didn't know who the bad guy was. <laughs> I thought it was his boss. His boss was so intimidating see, in that fucking uh, restaurant scene. I was see that was the thing. I thought it was his boss at first, and I thought it was Max, and then I thought it was his boss. His boss got the team killed, right? Yeah, and then I thought it was that Krieger guy, and then I thought it was Jim, and I was just like, I don't know who the fucking bad guy is. I'm just gonna assume everyone's evil. Everyone was. If it's not Tom Cruise, they're a bad guy. I didn't even believe that he wasn't the bad guy. But yeah, I don't know. I just I I thought it was lots of fun, and I enjoyed it. But yeah. Everything went on for far too long. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I, uh, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe how, this was an amazing movie. On a scale of one to ten, though, how Point Break is it? I don't. In your opinion, I don't know. I feel like you'd be right in the middle. I think you'd be like right, right at like a five. Because he doesn't let the bad guys go, you know, and I think that's like important. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta be in so deep that you love the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And that's not really happening in this movie. Not at all. Unless the bad guy is America. I didn't feel any kind of romance at all in this. And I feel like romance is integral to yeah. Point Break. Because if there isn't a romance between Bro- Bodhi and uh, Johnny, then is it Point Break? No. 
because there is that kind of romance that we saw between fucking Dominic and Brian in, in fucking Fast and the Furious. They're, they're going to be family. Yeah. There, we have no doubt that they will move forward and become family. Yeah. And I did not feel like that between anyone involving Tom Cruise. And I guess maybe the closest thing we could say is maybe being Rames and Tom Cruise. I, I mean, the movie was trying to sell us on the romance with Claire, but I just like, I wasn't believing it. it I wasn't either. Hmm. I, I don't think it was very good. And he didn't have to learn any new skills. <laughs> you think that's important? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's real important because like that was one thing that we didn't like about the remake of Point Break was that Johnny went into it knowing everything already. You're right. He's you know? already a polyathlete. And like I think that's important that you have to learn something along the way. But they did have the undercover and they did have the masks and they did have the adrenaline. Yeah. No necessarily like extreme sport. So, I mean, I'd say it's like probably less than a five on a scale of one to ten point breaks. Yeah? I'd say le- less than five probably. But right. I don't know what number. Okay. that's I hate, you know, that. that's fine by me. This is less point break than point break. It's less point break than point break 2015 and Fast and Furious. Yep. This is the least point break so far. The least so far. Josh, do you want to know how this rated? Uh, yeah. Well, it cost $80 million to make. How? Where did they spend? On the masks? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe on Emilio. Who Who the fuck knows, dude? John Voight. But it made $45.4 million opening worldwide. And then it made $457.7 million worldwide gross. So they paid to make like five more of these. <laughs> yeah, in just that first movie, essentially. Yeah. So it sits on Letterbox at 3.6 out of 5 with a 7.1 out of 10 on IMDb. Wow, so I'm just a hater. Rotten Tomatoes is at 66 with an audience score of 71 and Amazon has it at 4.5 out of 5, 73% 5 star, 2% 1 star. You know, sometimes I watch a movie and I'm like, wow, that was way better than I expected. Wow, you know, this movie did not give me that. It was not nearly as good. I mean, it was different than I expected, but it wasn't good as as, as people make it out to be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, just comparing apples to apples. When I saw an interview with the vampire, I was like, now that's a Tom Cruise, you yeah. know? Yeah. Totally fucking deranged. <laughs> well, okay. So He's I only went- briefly deranged in this movie after his team dies. I went on Rotten Tomatoes, right? And they have all the Mission Impossible movies ranked. Oh, like in a list? Yeah, in a list. This one sits at number six out of seven, right? Because the 66 was the first time that it was, or not the first time, but the only thing that was lower than that in the Rotten Tomatoes score was Mission Impossible 2 with a 56%. Which Danny also said was terrible. Yeah. But then after that, Mission Impossible 3 sits at a 70%. Then Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol that came out in 2011 jumps from 71 to 93. I mean, in that way, it's kind of like uh, Fast and Furious, right? Yeah. It's, Where, it, like, the first one is, like, okay, and then the second one is awesome, in my opinion. Awesome. Yeah. But then, like, it struggles a little bit along the way, but by the time they get to the fourth movie, they really find their footing. Yeah, it definitely is what it looks like. That it, by the fourth mo- one of these, they have found it completely. Imagine how good Lord of the Rings Four could have been. What would you, what would you wanted to have seen in Lord of the Rings Four? 
Hmm. Oh, I want to see when they go back to the Shire and it's overtaken by all the goblins. Yeah. You know? And all the orcs. Yeah. And they're like, get out of here, Urukai. Yeah, I wanted to see that instead of three Hobbit movies. I've never watched all the Hobbit movies. I've never seen a single one and I choose not to. Yeah. I even like that man. What, Bilbo Baggins? Bilbo Baggins. Mr. Bilbo Bagginson. He may have been a scroll the whole time. I'm not positive. Yeah? I haven't watched the new show. Did you watch it? Yeah, I watched it. Was he a scroll the whole time? I mean, for a little while, maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Everyone was a scroll for a little while. Who knows? Dude, that show sucked. You didn't like it? No. You like them all. That's terrible. I did not like it. Well, they'll have another one soon, right? Yep. It'll be great. I love being a little let down all the time. Every time I felt a little invested, they change it around, and I, then I didn't care. Uh, it, like every time they go for, they go the opposite of broke when they just phoned it in. I'm <laughs> like, huh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> and then when it, when it seems like they're trying really hard, I'm like, don't do that. Don't don't do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where did this rate on the Swayze scale? Swayze. Josh, oh, it's not good. Yeah? Did you see a single sip, sick whip? Nope. Me neither. Um, they all exploded. Yeah, I mean, there's some cool cars in the parking lot, but they never drove them. They never took them out. They never opened them up. I guess the, the fucking um, helicopter was kind of cool, but I, Dude, I don't want to count that. it got turned into CGI, like, immediately after it went in the tunnel. Yeah, I don't want to count that. I mean, did they take a road trip? I mean, if there's no sick whips, how could you have a road trip? I don't know. I mean, there was no feminism. <laughs> they didn't pass the Bechdel test. No, the, the ladies that were named didn't even talk about the mission to each other. <laughs> they just were like in the same room. And then once they split off and started doing their own thing, then they were talking. But I like that the one lady's specialty was looking. Yeah, she put on sunglasses. That was it. She's just looking and looking cool. Transition your lenses, Hannah. I mean, I wouldn't say uh, there was any positive masculinity. I don't think the movie had anything to say about gender. Nope. So we're uh, zero for three. Okay. How about the fighting? Uh, there was lots of it. There's a little bit, dude. There was so much of it. What are you talking about? Like hand-to-hand combat or what? Yeah, it was on top of a train as it was going. Right. That was That's the third act. It's not like there was a lot of fighting. The first and second act did not have any fighting. And there was that sick knife. Yeah. So it gets the bonus point there. Athletics, I would, I would say. Yes. I mean, he was he did the climbing with the suction cups, mm-hmm. and the train stuff was just like overall athletic. Yeah, but I don't think there's any dancing. No, I didn't see any dancing. The only class stuff I could possibly see is that John Voight said that he was doing all this spy work for sixty-two k a year for a sixty-two k salary. Yeah, I don't know what we're to gain from that. I don't. I, 62k a year is not that much money. No, it's not, but it's more than I make. Yeah. And it was in the 90s. Yeah. So, I mean, like, the money is worth more. Yeah. But it's not, it's certainly not, like, upper class by any means. No. I just don't know if that counts as class stuff since no other dollar amounts were mentioned at all throughout the course of the movie. Well, Ethan said he wanted a bunch of money from Max once he oh, gave yes, the list. Oh, yes, $150,000. Yeah. That's not very much money either. No. <laughs> no, I don't know why he was asking for that much money. Uh, to clear his name. So can we give it the class stuff or no? No. Okay, how about dad stuff? 
John Voight was kind of his father figure, right? Yeah. And then there there was the FBI dad or the CIA daddy or whatever whoever that guy was. Mm-hmm. Those are the only two daddies I knew of. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's also the guy who was the computer daddy who had to go in and put his little thing into the computer. The, the guy that got sick. Yeah, the, the guy who got sick. So the computer daddy was n- <laughs> a non-player. Non-player. All right. NBC. I and I think John Voight being the spy daddy, bad dad. Mm-hmm. And what about the uh, what about the other spy dad? Their their boss, everybody's boss. Kitteridge. Yes. Uh, bad dad. Okay, so we got bad dads working for the spies, but can we call it dad stuff? No. No. Okay. Okay. Well, shit. I guess may- maybe between Ethan and Jim was the only dad stuff I think maybe we could get, but it was bad dad stuff. Sure, there's bad dad stuff, but I mean, I don't think we can give it the point. No, I don't think so. Um, no romance. We already talked about this. No horses and no nudity. Do you know what that means, Vince? This is possibly our lowest ever. It's only two out of ten Joe Biden masks. (laughs) One bonus uh, ceiling knife (laughs) on our patented Swayze scale. The the mask kind of looks like a cross between... Joe Biden and Jimmy Carter. <laughs> well, there's also maybe a little bit of LBJ in there. The presidents. Yeah, he just looks like a bunch of presidents squished together. So I guess that alone makes it pretty point break, doesn't it? I guess. I don't know. If only there was a president in this movie. I wish there were more people wearing masks. I wish it wasn't just Ethan. If there know? was a president in this movie, it should be Martin Sheen. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Not, not, not Dermot Maroney. No, I don't even know who that is. Dermot Maroney was in the president in Secret Invasion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that show that you said you didn't watch. Yeah, well, there's some facts about it. I thought Harrison Ford was the president. <laughs> no, he's Thunderbolt Ross. That can't possibly be true. <laughs> yeah, he's the new Thunderbolt Ross. That's so fucked up. Wasn't there another guy who was Thunderbolt Ross who's yeah. still alive? No, he died. No, 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 no. Yeah, well, there, I thought there was a second Thunderbolt Ross. No. Oh, okay. No. Jesus. Well, R.I.P. to Thunderbolt Ross. Welcome to Harrison Ford. <laughs> yeah, Harrison Ford. He's going to have a mustache. Being a Marvel. He's like, I've, I've done everything. I, I'm Harrison Ford. I've, I, I, let's just make a bunch of, bunch of fucking money. Let's make even more fucking money. I'm Indiana Jones. I feel like they should, they should have killed Thunderbolt Ross off screen and just like Harrison Ford could be a new guy. <laughs> they mentioned that he had like triple bypass surgery or something like that during um, the Civil War. Episode. So now he looks different. Oh, because he's a scroll. I don't know if it's because he's a scroll or not, but like maybe because of incursions or like something like that. There's a multiverse now, man. Nothing matters. You can just go someplace else and then you, take you gotta get kids. rid of your Jonathan Majors. Why don't you just bring in a Willem Dafoe? Oh, you know, what would Willem Dafoe be? He's who he was before. He's Norman Osborn, the Green Goblin. No, he's Norman Osborn. He's Norman Osborn from this universe, who happens to look the same as Norman Osborn from the other universe. But is is he is he the Green Goblin? I don't know. Deep inside, uh, I guess that's the question. Right, and you can play with that for like ten movies. Hey, Josh. What you want to rate some taglines? Yep, I love it. 
All right, there were four, right? That's a good tagline. There were four. There were four. <laughs> Number one, only the mission matters. Bum, 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 bum. Wait, is that James Bond? <laughs> no, that was this one. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, say it again. Only the mission matters. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Good. Thumb up. Uh, number two, every second counts. <laughs> there was no timers. There was it. not a timer. The only timer in this movie was like when they were trying to trace his location on the phone. Yep. And there Thumbs was... down. They, I was going to say, even when they were in that little room, the thing that he bought with a digital display was just for temperature. Yeah, it was not for time. <laughs> number three, every... Or excuse me. Expect the impossible. Expect the unexpected. Expect the impossible. You're going to Mission Impossible. Expect the impossible. Expect Thumbs up. The impossible. I believe that fucking train shit. That looks possible to me. But you know, it was not possible to me. That fucking helicopter in the tunnel. Yeah. You don't. You don't think that he, that Leon, the professional, was talented enough to do that? I should have expected it. Thumbs up. Excuse me. And the last one, one man has one chance to do the impossible. Stupid. Too too wordy. It he was hit, dumb. He has multiple chances, first of all. Second of all, expect the impossible was one of the taglines for the commercials that we watched, the mm-hmm. TV spots. Mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. why I gave it a thumbs up. Because you were already familiar with it? I was primed with it. You you got you exposed. Yeah, okay, okay. Well, yeah, those were the four things. And uh, speaking of four, guess who watched this? Roger Ebert. Roger Ebert saw this man. So out of four stars, Josh, we are going to be rating this rating. I'm going to rate the rating. Are you ready for me? Do you think if I rate the rating, then I might actually get the, like, I might guess his rating, right? You might. You might. This is this is a fun one, right? The bottom line on a film like this is Tom Cruise looks cool and holds our attention while doing neat things that we don't quite understand. Doing them so quickly and with so much style that we put our questions on hold and go with the flow. When the movie is over, it turns out there wasn't much anything except the flow. Flow. Like piss. Yes. I give this review three out of four stars, and I think that's what Roger Ebert gave this movie. You're fucking correct. <laughs> this is my new method. I'm. I think I've got it, dude. <laughs> you think you've got it? After 112 episodes, you've got your method. Hell yeah, baby. Say Andy. something. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Antagonize the witness, uh, dude. He never got in too deep, you know? Like, that was the thing that, like, he wasn't following the Swayze method. He didn't get in too deep. He he did zero in on his target. I think he was in too deep. Too deep for what? He was in the CIA's mainframe hacking it up with a fucking... And he was fucking the lady that, that he thought was his target. Yeah. And then he entrapped her. Yeah. All right, well, he... Okay, never mind. He did follow the Swayze method. He followed the Swayze method. Yep. Good work. Yeah, way to go, Tom Cruise. You're pretty fucking Swayze. I, uh, yeah, I think that was a fun, fine movie. Mm. I'm, I guess I'm happy I have the rest of them. <laughs> I guess I'm happy. <laughs> At least there's six more that are, most of them are better than this, apparently. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder if, uh. I wonder if anything like of consequence happens in the second one that you need to watch to know what happens in the third one. Probably not. 
I don't know. I'm going to watch it anyway. <laughs> I guess this went down in popularity on IMDb from 90-something. It's it's at 126 now. For oh. most popular movies? This is the 126th most, po- most popular movie with number one, of course, being Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Number one is Oppenheimer currently. Pee-wee's this is wrong is Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Oh, dude, speaking of Pee-wee's Big Adventure, um, this will be out after, never mind, the Redford is having Pee-wee's Big Adventure on the 19th. Great. Yeah, so go to the Redford Theater if you like the Redford Theater. Oh, Yeah, and you will exist in the past. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know that if you live in Ann Arbor, Michigan, in the coming weeks, and this is in August of 2023, uh, Dirty Dancing will be playing at the State Theater, so keep an eye out for that. If you want to go see Dirty Dancing, it'll be a fun time. It looks like there's multiple showings of it. Great. Just you know, make sure that you've got on your period-appropriate attire. Bring your watermelons. Yeah, bring your watermelon. Because you, you know, know for sure they're not going to be serving them there. You know, you, They'll be like, oh, we'll serve your meatball subs. <laughs> I've never been to the State Theater. Me neither. I've seen it before, obviously. I used to live there. Yeah, yeah. At the State Theater. That's where I lived. Yeah, there's going to be a showing on Sunday the 27th at 1.30 and Tuesday the 29th at 7.30. So, yeah, you can go see fucking Dirty Dancing in the theaters. Put your pickle on everybody else's plate. Put, you, no one puts baby in the corner. No one puts their pickle on the baby. Josh, do you want to tell the people where to find us? Uh, we're Swayze Pod on Instagram and at Swayze Pod at gmail.com for our email. If you'd like to email us anything, if you get animations or like songs or, uh, you know, just general questions or like concerns or just, you know, listener mail. If you have concerns, if you have concerns, just make sure you let us know because honestly, we'd love to help. Yeah, we can, we, we can try to offer uh, advice if you need it from from the guys at the Swayze Pod. Um, and if you want to read movie reviews, I highly recommend downloading the app Letterboxd and following us. I am Joshua C.Y. I'm at Vincent Troya. And while you're downloading stuff, download Tubi also. It's, Why not? It's the funnest way to watch television and things and stuff. It's and, constantly changing what they have on there because uh, it, who knows how the rights work. I have no idea, dude. I watched this documentary about <laughs> Juggalos. <laughs> That was a while ago. Did you watch it again? Um, no, I was I was watching something else. I thought it was another one about uh, the gathering, but I might have been confusing. It was something else. I heard that some There's comedian some... who was on a podcast that I was listening to uh, got their special sponsored through Tubi. So oh, apparently yeah? they're just giving people money. Oh, yeah. Download Tubi, everyone. Download Letterbox, Um And, you know, uh, come back here for more... Swayze Pod News with your super Swayze stuff that's doing the things and uh, point breaking. Woo! They're Swayze adjacent. He couldn't be in everything. They're Swayze.